Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, I'll tell them what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. My name is Dan Leonard, and along with my co-host Jess Evans, we're talking about the story of our lives and travel. So strap on your packs and shine up your compass. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society. All right. Hi there, Jess. How's it going? Great, Dan. How are you this evening? I'm doing excellent. I'm really excited to welcome everybody to the first meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Yes, this is our first ever episode. This is awesome. I'm so excited to share this, our little club with the world. Um, so I guess we need to tell everybody what we're all about, what we're going to be talking about on this show, huh? Uh, yeah, that would probably help uh, people to get interested in the show if they know actually what they're going to be listening to. <laughs> all right. Well, here at the Gold Key Adventures Society, we're interested in all things travel, especially theme parks, whether they're Disney or Universal. Um, as well as cruising, all-inclusive resorts, pretty much anywhere you want to go in the world and any adventure you want to have, we're into it. That's right. We're both travel agents for Key to the World Travel, and so we both have a passion for traveling anywhere and everywhere. So in addition to all of those topics, we're also going to be covering news about travel and theme parks and sitting down with our fellow adventurers and travel experts um, for conversations on how to get the best out of your vacations. That's right. We've got a lot of friends that either go to a lot of really cool places or they help other people go there. And so we want to pick their brains and share with you um, a little bit of their wealth of knowledge. That's right. And we'll be sharing our own travels as well. Um, we both have a trip coming up for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World at the end of the month that we'll be doing some recording for. So whenever we can bring you audio from our trips, we'll be doing that as well. We're hoping that this show will inspire you to seek out some of the amazing places this world has to offer. Maybe go off the beaten path a little bit, find something new, find some adventure. Coming up next, we're going to share with you our own personal travel stories, why we love what we do, why we love to travel, and why we love to help other people find the adventure in their life. But first, let's listen to this word from our sponsor. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. 
Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. And we're back. All right, so let's talk travel. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go yeah, first? I can go first, sure. All right, let's hear it. Um, yeah, so my history with travel starts, um, I grew up in Atlanta, um, and I did as basically anybody who grows up in Atlanta does for vacation, you go to Florida, it's, you know, it's right there. Um, <laughs> so uh, as a child, I, I went to Walt Disney World a lot down in Florida, um, also SeaWorld. Um, this is back before Universal existed back in the dark ages, so I'm not going <laughs> to say how old I am, but... Um, back before that. So I used to go to SeaWorld and, and Walt Disney World a lot. And we also used to visit the beaches down there a lot. Um, mainly Destin. Have you ever been to the Destin area? No, I'm not a very beachy person in general. Uh-huh. I haven't spent a lot of time in that kind of environment. Ah, well, see, that's, yeah, that's sort of where I spent my summers growing up as a kid. So um, a lot of beaches and, and theme parks. Um, so I've been a Disney fanatic since I was about six years old on my first trip. Um, then in my twenties, I did what I consider long-term traveling, which means that I lived in a lot of different cities in, in my twenties. Um, I lived in Boston. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I lived in Boston, New York city, um, North Carolina for a little while, South Carolina, uh, Richmond, Virginia, where I'm at now and came back to, um, and sort of, yeah, just kind of hopped all over for a while. Um, and yeah, then all I, over the place. But yeah, pretty much. East Coast, though, really didn't move out west that that much. Um, and so since I settled down, moved back to Richmond, Virginia, and married and had a kid, um, started going back to Walt Disney World and sort of fell back into my obsession with that that I had from when I was younger, um, sort of seeing it through my son's eyes. And... Um, Long story short, fell into becoming a travel planner, um, which has been the sort of best career move of my life, actually. Um, and it's, you know, been wonderfully fulfilling for me to sort of share my passion and obsession with other people and help them plan their trips as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I still continue to basically take as much beach and theme park trips as possible, um, getting ready to try to do a Tokyo trip uh, for 2021. Ooh. Yeah. I've, I've only been overseas once. I went to Scotland when I was 12. Um, and yeah, I think trips like that are wasted on a 12 year old kid because all I wanted to do was find a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All, yeah. All I wanted was French fries and, and American comfort. I didn't appreciate anything of being over there. So <laughs> that's why I'm not taking my son overseas until he's much older, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's sort of my thing now. I, I I do I do focus on my travel planning on on theme parks in general, Universal and Disney and Disney Cruise as well. Sort of that's that's my wheelhouse. Um, and 
Yeah, and I also write now for, uh, I'm a writer and managing editor for themeparkprofessor.com. And so that's been another really great outlet for me to share my obsession. And yeah, right, that I'm, really kind of immerses you in the theme park world, huh? Yeah, it's, it, you know, I used to think, oh man, I, I really want to work in the theme park industry. Like that, that would be, and careful what you wish for, because, you know, you're, when you love something so much and then you start working in it, it becomes like a 24 seven thing that you have to start detaching your brain from or else, <laughs> you know, all yep. I'm thinking about is fast passes and, oh no, they closed down that photo section. You know, it's, uh, yeah. And my wife just rolls her eyes at me when I'm treating like the closure of the haunted mansion, changing portraits at the magic kingdom. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's a travesty. Some, yeah. Like it's some sort of big political issue that needs to be discussed at the dinner table with, you know, serious consternation about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, rewind back before you, you, got to that point where it became you make what you love your job tell me about um how it became what you love do you remember like a moment from when you were little on a trip that kind of like cemented the passion for the theme park experience especially the i guess at that point the only theme park experience was disney for you um yeah it uh what really like cemented it, you know, the the first time when I was a kid was um, meeting Figment and Dreamfinder at Epcot. Um, and for those of us that for those of us that remember Figment, the dragon used to have a caretaker, <laughs> um, sort of, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, a wrangler, if you will. Um, and <laughs> what was amazing to me was my dad looked exactly like Dreamfinder, so I automatically like had a nice like connection to him and uh you know he had he had a lot of really great style with the purple suit but uh it he used to come out and meet guests with a puppet of figment and for the life mm -hmm. of me it looks as if he's holding it you know I, as a as a small child i couldn't for the life of me figure out how that worked how there's no possible way that he could have a false arm. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. and, and I think that was later in our first trip. So I had, you know, been on all the rides had really seen everything that they had had to offer at that point and, and was wowed, but not completely like locked in. But as soon as I saw that it was, it was a little touch, but it was such a, a smart trick, you know, I mean, it's, it's technically a magic trick, but just seeing that made me understand that at least for as far as Disney theme parks go, it's on a completely different level of entertainment. Um, even at that age, I was yeah. like, there's something different here. And I, I just buy into it. And, and then that sort of got rekindled when I saw my son lock into his own things the same way. He's, he was always deathly afraid of characters. So that certainly didn't do it for him. <laughs> um, but the, he he's a thrill ride kid so as soon as he could get on goofy sky school you know it's that's as thrilling as you can get for that size it was you know he was locked in and and he's all about the thrill ride so it's something f different for everybody but you know it's a it's it's what sort of keeps me locked in as a fan yeah so and then on the complete other side of the coin Going to the, I mean, a beach vacation is a lot different from a Disney experience, especially the modern Disney experience where you've got to 
know what you want to eat six months in advance and you know you're you're hustling around everywhere it's like yeah. uh yeah but i like the um, i like the opposites of that because you know there are times where i'm done being at a theme park and i don't want to take another vacation and my wife and i were just talking the other day about what we're going to do for next year and we just decided to do um the beach in north carolina instead of trying to do a cruise or something like that again something bigger because we're both kind of a little burned out on those kind of trips i mean i take mm-hmm. i take theme park trips for work now almost every other month so it you know it's i still love going the magic hasn't died for me but it definitely a work trip's a work trip no matter where you go <laughs> you're still gonna right you're still yeah. gonna have to be in work mode you're still gonna have to do things that you'd rather not do not have as much time to yourself etc so yeah and there's so much to see and do and especially especially with your son you know it's show him things yeah when you when you take a kid to a theme park you it's a completely different trip than going as an adult by yourself or with just adult friends but i i like i like both of them um but it's it's really nice yeah to just sort of rent a beach house or find a nice hotel near the beach and just go for a few days and not have any other plans other than to be at the beach. Like that to me is how to relax. I don't consider a theme park vacation relaxing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually doing nothing. Right. Exactly. Which is so rare right. these days. So what about you? What is your, what is your travel history and what are you, what do you do when you travel for fun? Growing up, my travel experience was a little bit different. Like I said, not beach people. Um, we're more of my family was always more woodsy kind of people. Um, and we didn't really do a lot of, um, we only took one trip to Walt Disney world when I was in, uh, fifth grade. Um, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. Um, so I was a little bit farther away from Disney. We did a lot of, um, one tank trips traveling around the state of Ohio, you know, going to, I don't know how many, you know, what percentage of the different parks all over the state we went to, but man, we hiked probably a good, at least 60% of the trails that you could hike (laughs) in the state. And, you know, we did a lot of that kind of thing. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, we did we did take a trip, um, a short trip to Disney World when I was in the fifth grade, which was I don't have a lot of memories of it. There's a few really ingrained, you know, things I vividly remember. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was but but my Disney experience, theme park experience didn't really, really kick in until I was an adult. Um the other thing that uh, allowed me to travel a lot when I was younger was, um, I was in scouts, um, all through elementary school and high school. And I was lucky enough that our troop, uh, was big on going on camping trips as many States as we could drive to, you know, so you're in Indiana and even down to Huntsville, Alabama for space camp. Yeah. I actually, everywhere. I did cub scouts. I made it all the way to Weeblos and then, uh, and then dropped out, but we did the space camp trip to, to Huntsville, Alabama that, yeah, still to this day, 
I mean, for me, I was a I was a fat kid, so the trip for me was about <laughs> eating space ice cream. But you know, the astronaut right, ice which cream. Is, I mean, right? <laughs> that's an adventure. That's, that's the that's the main thing I remember. But you know, yeah, the 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 Cub Scouts were were great for for those kind of trips, like the jamborees and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I got to I mean, I got to see a lot of different states, a lot of amazing, you know caves and waterfalls and mountains did a couple of long two-week backpacking trips in new mexico stuff like that so um and that was really actually kind of the bulk of my youth travel and then uh in my young young adulthood i didn't really travel much until um until i took a trip um with a group of friends we all decided to buy motorcycles randomly <laughs> one summer <laughs> and we said next summer we're going to go to yellowstone and we're going to go to sturgis and we're going to be hardcore and we are going to ride our bikes from grand rapids michigan all the way out to the western edge of wyoming see the grand tetons see yellowstone and drive on back and hit up the Sturgis for bike week. And we did it. We probably had no business riding that far <laughs> on those roads with our level of experience. You know, we were the, for the most part, the youngest people we saw anywhere we went. Uh, but it was an incredible adventure with the group of people that are still my best friends, you know, and, um, I I helped out with planning that trip, you know, our stops and figuring out what we were going to see and do along the way when we weren't, you know, riding, riding hellbent for leather. And uh, that kind of really started, kind of rekindled my travel and interest in planning trips more than just, you know, okay, let's get in the car and just go, which is fine. But, you know, really getting into traveling it. Um, um, that trip actually inspired the song that we use for the intro and outro of the show. Um, it's called Hoka Hay. Um, Hoka Hay is a uh, um, Lakota Indian word uh, phrase that was uh, the battle cry of Crazy Horse. And it basically means today is a good day to die or live live like today's your last day. You know, like so is like a reminder to treat every day, every adventure, everything you do as, you know, this could be the last thing you do. So make it, make it great. So that's kind of why I chose that song for the show and thought it was fitting. I like that. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So that trip was really, really kind of put the travel bug in me. And then um, I met my wife and she got me hooked on Disney. Um, <laughs> we because she was your your dealer basically family yes yeah she got she got me going we took our our oldest was six months old and we went to walt disney world and i found myself wondering why i hadn't what, what took me so long to go back and we've been you know doing the theme park travel a lot since then we also you know, have done a lot of road trips and epic epic adventures like that as a family but um Lately, it's been mostly traveling Disney style. And so there's that. And that's kind of my travel life in a nutshell. 
That's a yeah, that's interesting. The, your story about the motorcycle trip. I sort of in my early 20s did the same thing, except uh, in a Volkswagen thing. <laughs> oh, a thing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we do. Things are we great. Did a, we did a, about a two week road trip that started in Atlanta and basically went all the way up to Boston and then back down again with stops mm-hmm. in between, basically all the way for two weeks. Um, and for those of you out there that don't know what a Volkswagen thing is, it's a car that looks like it was made out of old metal siding from a house, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or, and then it's kind of it's kind of vaguely shaped like like a Hummer, like yeah, the military Hummer. It is. It's it's like a it's like a Hummer prototype. It's like a grandpa Hummer. And you know, if if incredibly unsafe, oh, yeah. it, it's very crushable. Right. And <laughs> each pan it's sort of panels. And each panel on the one that we did our road trip in was a different color. So that was really interesting. Because they're removable. Yeah, yeah. And of course, if that's the case, you paint them each a different color because it doesn't stand out enough already, looking like some sort of weird tin box rolling down the road. But right. yeah. <laughs> that that kind of travel is great, you know. Um... Don't get to do it as much when you have kids, though. That's... The, the the kids kind of put a damper on the the adventure traveling in that respect, but you find new ways to do it, I think. You you look at, at family travel in a different way, but you start to be able to understand how it can be as rewarding as that those kind of just throw everything you have in a bag and hop on the road trips. Right. Yeah. Kids are curious and and um that's i mean i don't get to do a lot of the travel other than you know the trips to the theme parks but when i think about the travel that i want to do i kind of think about it in that same way that curiosity and i want to see things and i want to i want to learn about it i'm the kind of dad that when i'm on a road trip i stop at every tourist trap roadside attraction <laughs> yeah. um I, there was a notable um instance where i had to go out of our way to see the world's largest washboard at one of the last remaining washboard factories operating in the world <laughs> uh, like how many washboards do they produce in a year i am I, I did did you find out any like facts about like how many they still sell no, is it all just to like that one guy who plays it you know, at the roadside, like stand him. Oh yeah, no, I think I think they're basically kept in business by bluegrass musicians at yeah, this point. They, they know they weren't open for tours. They know they're not making it for clothing anymore. So and and then really the right. jug band demographic has has dwindled a lot in the, in the recent past. So I'm just curious who's. I, I think it's the country bears. Really, are their only customers? Let's be honest. <laughs> roadside attractions and you know, historical roadside markers for I'll stop and read. And have you ever heard of the big, have you ever heard of the big peach, the big peach? No. Do I need to make it? So it's, it's sort of right near the border between South Carolina and Georgia. And it's a water tower for, I can't remember what the the town is called, like Gaten or Ganton or something, but it's a water tower that has been sculpted and painted to look like a giant peach. Oh yeah. That's right up my alley. (laughs) <laughs> and it's been there since I was a little kid. Like we would always uh-huh. stop and take photos of it whenever we were passing through that area. I'm pretty sure it's South Carolina, Georgia line. But yeah, if you're ever down there, yeah, that makes it, sense. it's it's a great photo stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right up my alley. That kind of thing. 
I love. So I don't remember how I got on this tangent. Oh but, yeah, we, you um, were talking about how now you <laughs> how now now when you travel oh, with the kids. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. Um, if 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 we're you know traveling, it's probably going to be a road trip. I'll stop and see those kinds of things because I think they're interesting, and I don't know if my wife does, but some of them are weird enough that I can get the kids into it. The, the kids love to learn and explore new things and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, if you if you allow yourself to see that stuff through their eyes, you know, you can you can find enjoyment in a lot of stuff that you've become jaded to in your old age, I think. Definitely, definitely. So Yeah, that's um that's our travel life. Thanks for coming along with us on this adventure. We're excited to have you. We're excited to see where in the world we can go and what we can see and do. So um, that's it for this week. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. It's time to close this week's gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.